You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to Scoopy Radio with Brendan Robinson. Scoopy Radio. Welcome to another episode 137 PM presents Open Dialogue. I'm your host, Omari White, but they call me Smooth Guy O. Today's guest, none other than the, you know, talented inside of himself, Brandon Scoopy Robinson. How you doing today, bro? Man, I'm doing good. It feels good to talk to somebody that I've known for a million plus years. Yeah, you know, just everybody who's watching this interview right now, me and Brandon used to work together at the Source Magazine, man. Looking at the success he's having right now, it's only right we bring on to our platform so we could talk sports, we could talk his journalistic history and how he got to the position he's at right now. So it's only right. Man, the feelings are mutual. I'm proud of you too. Let's go. Let's jump right into it though. So you've been a reporter since the age of 12 when you was working for the New Jersey Nets at the time, Sam and Planet, and was featured on, the, on NBA Inside Stuff. Like, how were you introduced into the world of sports journalism? Uh, You know me, so you know I can talk for days. And, uh, (laughs) you know, my mother and my stepfather uh, basically, you know, put me in the right positions, you know, channeling that, whether it was public speaking groups and what have you. So, you know, what ended up happening was I had an audition at Chelsea Chelsea Pier. uh, And basically they were looking for kid radio personalities to do commercials with the crash dummies. If you mm-hmm. remember the crash dummies and the, the, yeah, the yeah. bags in the face. So, right. <laughs> so what ended up happening was the first audition was hundreds of kids and I I basically like stood up and had to recite something. They liked me so they called me back for a second audition. It was at uh, Dangerfield's Comedy Club and I, I killed the second audition. So if I'm not mistaken, it was like six or eight kids right. who were like selected and the first thing we did was I did like one one hit, like we did a commercial for uh, the Crash Dummies, which was broadcast through the radio station. We did it at the radio station, Oz World Radio, 1660 AM. It was a public access station and they taped it at Liberty Science Center in Jersey City, New Jersey. And what happened was um, they liked me. The Nets were at the time were rebranding and had John Calipari, who was head coach and vice president of basketball operations. And they were rebranding. They drafted Keith Van Horn. They were looking for a kid who loved basketball. They picked me. 
uh, brought my, me and my, my family in, and, you know, I, I started just doing interviews. I would interview players in, 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 on both teams in the locker rooms, and they play my interviews on the radio on 1660 AM. They later switched it to 620 AM uh, sports, which is both where well, they're both defunct now, but it exposed me to a world that I fell in love with. So that's a beautiful story right there. It got me inspired to even push harder, you know, <laughs> yeah, man, man. it's been a journey for, for sure. For sure. I could tell, like you've been in the game for over two decades. Cause you, you're, you're, you're pretty much young and you yeah. started getting involved into the art of journalism when you was like 12. So how did it feel to be, have that 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 much of like experience before you hit the age of forty? Um, yeah, that's an interesting perspective. So, <laughs> I think for me, I really look at it um, introspectively after the Last Dance documentary came out. Um, okay. Because my first year being around the Nets and being around the, the NBA at large was actually the ninety seven ninety eight season with the Bulls. So like I, I spent time in the locker room with Dennis and, and Michael and Ron Harper and Luke Longley. If you look on my Instagram, I have a pair of sneakers that Luke Longley gave me after a game uh, when the ball. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, like it's 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 cool. Um, you many people look at ESPN and look at Fox Sports One and you see some of the talent that were there or that are there now. I was their age um, that I am now. When right. They were in it. So, like, I was in the locker room with Woj when he was at the Bergen Record. I was, you know, in the locker room with Chris Broussard when he was at the New York Times. I was in the locker room with Stephen A. Smith when he was with the Philadelphia Inquirer. So, if they feel old, if I feel old, I know they feel old. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, you just mentioned some legends that's in the game right now that just continue to crush it. So, we're going to go deeper to that. I just, it's levels. I'm trying to bulk okay. up. All right. You know? But I noticed that we got to, we got to hit. The, the, the Source Magazine days when we was there together. For sure. I want to ask you from the outside looking in, not only from from a friend perspective, but somebody who was was to Google you and see, okay, you used to work for the Source Magazine. Like, how how difficult it was for you to break sports news on a platform that was heavy into hip-hop and music culture? Um, I already had relationships. So for me, I feel like... Um, it was able to bleed through, if you will. Mm -hmm. I also think I learned a lot of business from the source, more specifically um, from the owner, Lando McMillan. And what I'll say is, one a quote that he always used that I actually just tweeted, um, you get what you negotiate, not what you deserve. Really? And to me, that is something that has carried over into other business dealings that I've had, branding mm -hmm. opportunities, not to be afraid to ask for what you want um, in business, to not be afraid to open your mouth. So I think when I look back at those source times, I know we laugh and joke about just different office stuff that we had to deal with. Right. But to be honest with you, I, I, I'd be, be ignorant to say that I didn't learn. And so I, I think um, using hip hop as a platform, hip hop, and basketball or football or even baseball have always been um, synonymous. I think just on a digital wave when I was there, um, we were still catching up on the synergy between Twitter, Instagram, and the write-ups. But it gave me access. I covered the NBA All-Star Game uh, in, in New Orleans in 2014 as, as a writer at the source, uh, 2015 All-Star Game uh, at, at, at Madison Square Garden as well. So, you know, I, I think, um, I learned a lot. 
it wasn't perfect, but it was where I needed to be at the time. It makes sense. It makes total perfect sense. Like when you when you arrived there, I was just starting off too because I was the intern. Right. But it was during it was during a situation where magazines and physical like distribution distribution of magazines was dying down and a lot of content that people was getting was mainly from like you said from social media, SEO, website play. So how were you able to adjust and to create a name for yourself despite a new era was being born? Um, relationships. I'm going to say that probably a lot of times today. Um, relationships, okay. but also um, right place, right time. Um, it's funny. So I've been doing a lot of these Instagram lives. Um, you see the backdrop in the back. Uh, I see stuff. it. I see it. The stuff repeats looking, you know, lovely, marvelous. Shout marvelous. out to Old Rock Leather, my basement. <laughs> I remember I used to, in my headlines at, at the source, I used to write hashtag words with scoop and then the article name. And it's funny because on Instagram, like I'll, when I do the flyers, like I had Jim Jones on the other day, and we got to oh. get him on your platform as well. But basically, like, Set it up, you know. <laughs> the hashtags carry a lot of weight. So from 2013, 2014, I'm writing that stuff. You still search words with scoop, it comes up today. And it was my own personal branding. I think in situations like the source, um, I think hip hop in some aspects was very late to SEO. Um, and I think in a way that they now in tune with the mainstream. But the thing is, I didn't realize that until my time at CBS. Uh, I was there for a year and some change. I really learned keyword headlines um, and how to drive the message in a navigating in the wild, wild west of, of clickbait. So you have, I think as a writer, you, you have to find a happy medium. You want to get eyes on articles, but at the same time, you don't want to mislead. So it, it's a, it's an interesting juxtaposition, but mm -hmm. I think I took those experiences from the source and then, you know, learned a lot being at CBS. Um, and, and it's carried over to today. I mean, that's that's a hell of a advice you just gave to you know aspiring journalists, this who's, who's like we like watching this interview and everything. For sure. So now let's let's say for instance you was around the time in which we was able to, to see the East Coast West Coast rap feud with Bad Boy versus Death Row, uh, um, the the rise of the Fifty Cent era with you know shading and aftermath. Give me. Your top three people you would love to interview during that whole era and why during the Source magazine. Well, those are two different eras. 50 Cent and G Unit, I think, is what you're saying. That's yeah. 2000s. I was in high school. Um, but that, but say for instance, like you're, you're, you're age right now, but if you was able to work during the golden days of the Source magazine. In a digital era or in a magazine era? The, the original era. Um, I would have been fine because I feel like relationships are everything. I think okay. particularly with athletes and with, with, with entertainers at large, I feel like when you treat them like they're not famous, but you treat them like they're people, they respect you more. I don't mean to be disrespectful because everybody has a right to be respected. But I think when you respect people and the, and the, and the love is real, it's reciprocated. Right. Um, so I, I think I would have been fine. Um, I, I would have loved to have heard some of, I, I feel like Suge Knight, as much as he is documented by many uh, to be a bully, I would have been fine with Suge Knight because I have uncles like that. Okay. Um, Jeez, we're, we're held you down, basically. Yeah, I, I think 
I think, but you know what? I think for me, I've always, I've always connected with the bad guy or the guy that's villainized. Okay. Um, Charles Oakley, I, 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 I love him to death because he, what you see is what you get. Right. Charles Barkley. I could ask him a question, put the put the put the recorder down B radio. and just let him talk. There are certain people that have that 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 type of communicative capabilities. The president of the United States, I'd have a field day interviewing him because I would just ask him one question, just let him talk. Should night strikes me as that type of guy. Okay. Um, Diddy, I think you have to be a lot more crafty in your questioning. I would have loved to sit, to sit down with him. Same with Tupac. I think Tupac was very misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in this era, somebody that's misunderstood is Kyrie Irving, and I'm very good at getting questions out of him. Um, so I, I think when you look at just people, you have to look at people as people. If you do the networking and the, and the work, you know, the, the results will be there. So, man, I, I, if I was in the magazine era, the source is funny because when I was a kid, I would go to the supermarket. I, I picked up Source, Sports Illustrated, and Slam. You know, mm-hmm. so you know, to have yeah. that opportunity for a while to sit and 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 you know, write at the Source magazine, it, it was kind of it was kind of cool and fulfilling. So right. yeah, man, I'd have a feel there. Definitely, definitely. Now you said relationships is, is basically, you know, your bread and butter to to help you navigate to the success you have right now. Like, what's some of the advice? For the, all the content creators who's trying to get inside the field that we are right now to help, you know, break get that get that des- deserving spotlight where they was able to break uh, special news or whatever they was able to, you know, get that inside scoop or something that's buzzing that, that could be trending. I I, I want to say this. I think um, a lot of kids or young adults that I encounter, whether it's speaking at schools or more, their goal is to get to to graduate so that they can sit on the set of the Undisputed or First Take and debate Stephen A. Smith or Skip Bayless. Um, But the thing that many people don't realize is that Stephen A. Smith has been a vet as a writer for over 20 years as a general assignment columnist as a beat reporter. And Skip Bayless, if I'm not mistaken, wrote at the Oklahoman for years before he became, he transitioned into a, an opinionist. Um, so that being said, I, I think before you decide that you want to break stories, you actually have to be in the field. Um, you, you actually have to do the grunt work and shake hands and kiss babies. You know, because just like I think Great TV personalities become great TV personalities if they're great columnists because they have opinions. I agree. So I, I think when, when you become the man or the woman amongst the people, that 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 grunt work that you did there will, will come. So specifically to answer your question, I think before you want to be this insider or have sources, mm-hmm. start locally. I, I'll tell you that, you know, although I started at the Source magazine. Um, I just named the elephant in the room. I worked for free. I needed an entry point to get in the door as an adult. I had the great experience as a kid, but at the same time, I needed an entry point. So I, I was an adjunct professor at a college. You know, I, I, I freelanced at, a, at, a, at about 10 to 12 different publications 
And one of the advantages of the blessings from freelancing at all these different publications is that I was able to cover a local beat in both the five boroughs of New York City and in New Jersey. And that's how I connected to Kyrie Irving, now of the Brooklyn Nets. I was taking trips to Cleveland, you know, getting credential to go to Cavs games. You know, I, I, I covered his basketball camps. I, right. you know, Jabril Peppers, who now plays for the Giants, I covered him when he was in high school, you know, locally. I wrote for Slam Magazine for a little while. I, I, I wrote for the East Orange, New Jersey record newspaper. and didn't get a dime. But I was getting inside into things that nobody else did. And what ended up happening was when he made his decision to attend the University of Michigan, mm -hmm. uh, basically, I, I pitched his story to Max Preps, which was owned by CBS. Right. But there was always a flip. There was always a transition. But the relationships were still there. And so if you know something or you have a gym or you have a relationship with somebody, cover that locally. Use social media to your advantage. And make phone calls. Show up to local basketball camps, baseball camps, football camps. You never know who somebody's going to be. Man, listen, I could hear you talk about how you get to it from, from here on out, but I know you, you have too much time in your hands because you're too busy breaking news. Like, recently you just broke the news that Jamal Crawford was going to sign to the Brooklyn Nets. And I have also Googled about you and see how you – was one of the original um, insiders who's, who broke news that LeBron was initially was going to use the Space Jam 2 trailer <laughs> that now sits signing to the Lakers. Like, what was your favorite viral moment that you have broke to the world that that was was really, really influential to your, to your name and to your platform? And would you just sit back and say, you know what? I deserve a pat on, on the back for that one. Here I come, you know. So, so I, I want to. So the Jamal Crawford thing, I, I just want to credit Sham Sharania for, for, for breaking it first. I did think that he was going to uh, wear number one, um, but also Jamal called me. Um, he called me the other day, um, and basically uh, gave me an exclusive, which is on my podcast Scoopy Radio. So, okay. Scoopy Radio last year garnered two point one million streams. It's independently produced. Um, and Scoopy Radio literally is about as New York as it sounds. Scoopy it started out of, out of a Timberland box. Literally, um, I had tapes from when I was a child. Um, I had interviews with like Kimmy Matumbo, BJ Armstrong, uh, Kendall Gill, Scott Burrell, who played on the Bulls, Last Dance King with Michael Jordan. Right. And I used to tell people, hey, you, you know, I, I started when I was a kid. My foundation was in radio. Where, right. how can we find it online? And I'm like, we can't. So, me and my team, DJ Maniel, who produces the podcast, you know, mm -hmm. we basically took the, the 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 audio tapes that I had and we digitized them. So like interviews with like like J.R. Reed, who played in North Carolina, played in the NBA for some time. Uh, that was the first episode of the podcast. Yeah. So yeah. basically, when I was at CBS, mm -hmm. I basically had two podcasts. So basically, I was digitizing old stuff and creating a time capsule. What ended up happening was I learned a lot in CBS just about headlines and all these other things. And, I, and then, you know, I landed into a position as a managing editor and columnist at Respect Magazine. So I took all of those headlines and things and embeds and, you know, everything rolls with text, pictures, audio, video. So um, to answer your question directly, my favorite interview is probably one of them is uh, Tim Thomas. Uh, Jersey's NBA player, yeah, Patterson, New Jersey's finest. Tim Thomas, who uh, basically uh, told a story, a, a long, long story about he and Kenyon Martin's beef. That was on Scoopy Radio. Bomani Jones retweeted it. 
Um, uh, Jason McIntyre, uh, who's been on the podcast many times, says, me too. How about, really wonderful about, it. How about Kobe Bryant? Uh, had a you know a slight interest in joining Ice Cube's Big Three. Well, this is what happened with that. I, I'll be honest with you. So that that I get I get ridiculed for that because mm-hmm. somebody said it on a conference call with the Big Three. And what happened was Jeff Quantinitz, who is one of the I guess the founders or the owners of the Big Three, basically yeah. said a source told him. That Kobe Bryant was gonna play the big three. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a credit somebody. A buddy of mine named Landon Buford called me one day and was like, Yo, you going on a conference call today? Big three had a weekly conference call. I didn't feel like getting on it that day. Right. So right. I, said, I had one eye open, I dialed in. Yeah. And I heard Jeff Quantum say that, bro. I tweeted that so fast. <laughs> I was leaving all these just you are fake news. You, I'm like, you're mad at me. He said it. <laughs> you have no sources. You have fake news. I'm like, I, I didn't even want to get on this call this morning. Leave me alone. So, I mean, every 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 viral moment has a story. You know, like uh, I, I had Rashad Rashad McLeod on. This is when I was at CBS. Rashad mm-hmm. McLeod. When I, I told you I was an adjunct professor at, at, at a local college, and he was an assistant coach at that college at the time. I knew him when he played in the NBA. I used to right. see him all the time. Right. So what ended up happening was I, I hit him one day. Like his his I think his dad and my uncle hang out sometimes. Like it's just random. The the, the degrees of separation. But what ended up happening was I got him on a podcast. I, I was going through this phase where like I wanted people to just tell interesting Kobe or Michael stories. It was Kobe's last year. Uh, in the NBA, and then and then Michael, you know, just those stories are just you know people want to know because Michael existed in a pre-digital era, right? So like Rashad McLeod told me a time that like Michael Jordan was playing basketball against Jerry Stackhouse, and the way the story went, Michael scored forty-eight points in Jerry Stackhouse while singing Anita Baker's "Giving You the Best That I Got." <laughs> like, and then Jerry Stackhouse was mad about it. And was mad like TMZ caught him in the airport, asked him if it was true. He's wow. like, no. Then I then I end up getting him on the show. He cleared it up. So like, just st- silly ass stories that they do. <laughs> like, they just funny, right? That's that's amazing. That's <laughs> hearing back stories to actual stories that went viral is just it makes my day. Like, but my thing to you, I want to ask you. You know how we look at so, so many headlines where, for example, Kyrie is going to, to Brooklyn or, or um, Carmelo is signing to the Knicks. What was that one clip you wish you was you wish you had the finger on it? Like, okay, I was the one that that broke this news to the world. So we're in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at a point now where having grown up in both New York City and New Jersey and having gone to school in Philadelphia area, mm-hmm. you build relationships and sometimes you, you got to sit out this one and be careful. Right. I knew that Carl Towns' mother was sick before it became national news. Mm-hmm. Somebody told me, but I know Carl, I know Carl's dad. And the relationship was more important to me totally. than being first. Right. 
um, and I actually donated to their foundation for COVID-19 research. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew what I knew. I'll just tell you, I told my editor what it was, but I couldn't touch it because I have respect for the town's family in that regard. And I had to put myself in Carl's shoes, Carl, Carl Jr. How would I feel if, if somebody knew something about my mother and they put it out before I could put it out? You, you have to, th- you have to, the golden rule is to treat people the way that you want to be treated. I don't, I don't know if it's something I wish, right? but it's something that I'm thankful that I left alone. Gotcha. Totally agree. So what's something you wish you had put, whether it, it was a good news though, because, because um, house is a fan of 137 and all praise goes out to him, his family still dealing with the loss of his mother and, and everything. But we want to, you know, you know, special inspirational, motivational stuff to be like, all right, I wish I, I was there to break the news that Jordan was coming out of retirement to play for the Wizards. Or I wish that I knew that, you know, Alex Rodriguez was going to, you know, come out of retirement and, and, um, and sign with the Yankees for 2020, 2021. Like, what was that breaking news moment where you just – want to sit there and be like, yo, damn, I wish that was me that could break the news. Oh, so it doesn't have to be anything that was like me regret. It could be anything. No, anything, anything in general. Um, so I'll tell you a story. So when I, when I was a kid, I started out in seventh grade, 12 years old with the Nets. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I never got to see Shaq and Kobe play together. But I was supposed to. Here's what happened. You know how when you're in school, you might have to call home for something? Right. So I called the house like two, three times. My mom was home. She said, yes, Brandon, I know, I know. I ca- The last time I called, she said, Brandon, if you call this house one more time, you are not going to the Lakers game tonight. <laughs> right? <clears throat> so then, asshole me, Presses star six seven eight calls, right? So you know the devil was blocked. I get home. All right, Bob, I'm about to get ready. I'm my suit to the closet. She said, "Get ready for what?" I said, "For the Nets Lakers game." She said, "You're not going." I said, "What are you talking about?" She said, "I told you not to call this damn house one more time, and you did." I said, "What are you talking about?" She said, "Don't even say that you didn't, because I know you blocked the number." <laughs> So, <laughs> so, you, you didn't have to chill. Yo, it was so bad. She wouldn't even let me watch the game on TV. She told me to go to bed. But the funny thing is, I'm on Instagram scrolling the other day, maybe about a two weeks ago, and I'm looking at highlights from that game. I'm like, damn it. That was the game I was supposed to go to. But the one thing I'll say is, I believe that the Lord has a sense of humor because, you know, I've cultivated a good relationship with Shaq. To pick right. up a phone and call him, and he's been on the podcast during the pandemic. Uh, Kobe Bryant, I ended up going to college literally down the street from um, Lower Marion High School. Um, right. Had a relationship with Kobe, had a relationship with his dad, his brother in law, the whole family. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's funny, but that's probably one of the regrets I have. I never got a chance to see Kobe and Shaq play live, and I could have, but I pressed star six, seven. Look, look, look. Stabbing a wrist for you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, stabbing a wrist. 
that, that energy though it helps you with your success you're experiencing right now you you persevere you, you you know you're very persistent when it comes to you know getting what you want so at the end of the day it would have been you if you if later to the position you're at right now i still didn't call <laughs> <laughs> but any, any last things you want to you want to say to everybody who's watching this interview because you spent uh spent a lot of gems to everybody i know they learned a whole lot they probably feel motivated right now like what well, we need to check more on your content now like Talk to talk to well, first and foremost, like I said, the Scoopy Radio podcast um, is available on all streaming platforms. We did 2.1 million streams. If I'm not mistaken, this is a Gary V platform, correct? Yes. Um, disruption is something that I admire a great deal about Gary. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I respect it because I'm a disruptor myself. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you made mention of uh, the Space Jam analogy. And for those who are listening... Um, I am Brady Scoopy Robinson, senior writer at heavy.com. I host the Scoopy Radio podcast. And a couple years ago, um, I had basically been telling you that LeBron James was going to join the Los Angeles Lakers and that he was going to use a, a trailer. The information that I received on Friday, I wrote it today. If anybody's guess, if you had asked me before Friday, uh, I probably would have told you that Philadelphia uh, was a lock. I would have also told you that Miami was in the picture. Uh, right now, my mind is kind of fried, and I can probably give you a better answer in a couple of days. All points currently, uh, based off of the information that I've received, point to the Lakers, but we'll Lakers see what happens. He's going to use a, a trailer of Space Jam uh, mm -hmm. to break the news. And so basically, I tell this story that um, essentially the way the story was told to me was that LeBron was going to announce his decision of joining the Lakers by members of uh, the Warner Brothers product, you know, so like uh, Daffy Duck, Bugs Bunny, Scooby all those guys are going to be stealing Lakers memorabilia. We're talking like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar jerseys, Kobe Bryant jerseys, Lakers trophies, and more. And here would appear LeBron James saving the day. Didn't happen that way. LeBron James and Clutch sent a, a fax that said, I'm joining the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm saying Woes and Shams didn't even get the, the word. LeBron put it out first through Clutch. I mean, when you talk about disruption, LeBron came back to L.A. on a plane from Anguilla on vacation. I tracked the plane. That was a news story that was that day. So when you talk about disruption, uh, Gary is somebody who was the king of disruption in that regard. And I, I've, I've admired from afar. So to be on his platform, pretty daggone cool. Um, he has a gym with you, Omari. He, he didn't pay me to say that, but I just remember two years ago, you being at another publication and your employers didn't believe that to be true, wouldn't allow you to write about it. And lo and behold, today, that same former employer wrote about a story with an interview that I did with Mark Cuban, owner of the Dallas Mavericks today. The point of what I'm saying to you is this. Don't ever let somebody who's not qualified to tell you yes tell you no or discourage you from anything. If you know you got something good, if you know you're a disruptor, if you know you're a content creator, if you know that you know what you know that you know, continue to build, continue to grind. And uh, I've heard Gary say stuff just about who doesn't, who cares what other people have to say? Do you? Right. I think right. those are principles we've all learned in our communities. And it's interesting to see mainstream kind of pick up on those things. Right. Shameless plug. 
I appreciate your time, Scoopy. Until next time. Thank you again for being on 137 p.m. This is Scoopy Radio saying, you bring the coffee and I'll bring the Dunkin'. Kaboom! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.